Hello everybody, welcome. This is episode 47 of 44 at 60. We've got about eight weeks to go to the classic quarter on May the 22nd. So I've got the map, got it all planned out, where I want to have the checkpoints with my crew, every three mile marker, all in place. So now I've just got to keep working on some training, keep ticking over, stay injury free. I think that is the number one goal right now. And of course, look after my nutrition and make sure I'm eating and drinking properly. So with very good timing, I have on the show today, Daz Stevens. Now, Daz is a well-being and nutrition coach, runs a business called Kinetic Energy. And really, Daz is here to share some great ideas. And he's run the Classic Quarter as well. So you're going to enjoy this show. You're going to, you know, Daz is going to challenge you on what you on your nutrition. He's got some great tips and ideas. So let's go and let's go and have a chat with Daz. Here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I've got Daz Stevens with me today on the on the podcast. Um, Daz has got a business called Kinetic Energy. So, Daz, welcome to the show. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and Kinetic Energy? And I understand you've actually got some experience of the Classic Quarter, so I need to tap into that as well. Yes, uh, well, thank you, Trevor. Great to meet you and and, and catch up. Yes, um, I'm a nutritional coach. My business uh, is Kinetic Energy, and uh, it's very much around health and well-being, uh, nutrition, and just looking after yourself through yeah, your own health, really, and um, how important nutrition is and how it can really impact on both physical and mental health. So, um, yeah, it's I'm a, I'm a great believer in looking after yourself through that uh, i'm very passionate about it and uh, trying to help others just you know realize that you know it's only small changes that we have to make sometimes that can give us a greater return so um yeah it's it's all exciting stuff really great stuff so how long have you been doing this Daz? uh well i, I retired from the police um about 12 months ago so this is my first year in business but uh, I've always been healthy through my exercise and training. Uh, so it's played a massive part of my whole life, really, through my military career into the police. Um, and over the years, the, the different sports that I've done, I've come to learn that um, how important nutrition is, um, both for you know your recovery and when you're training and just for general health. So it's born out of passion um, and just a desire to, to help others you know achieve that performance that they want to achieve we, we train so hard for these things and sometimes you know it's one little thing like nutrition that can make all the difference and uh, i'm just passionate about helping others do do that you know great stuff well um i'm assuming that most of the listeners to this podcast kind of have got some sort of running uh, thing going on or something so um, from a runner's point of view, and you know, I'm going to I'm going to be very selfish here and talk about my 44 at 60 and tap into that. But you know, from a nutrition point of view, Daz, what 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 sort of things should we be doing, or should we be doing better? Well, I, I think first and foremost is is Trevor is keeping it simple because before we're athletes, we're human beings, we're individuals, and. Um, I think sometimes it's lost that a good, wholesome diet uh, is going to play a huge part in, in just keeping yourself healthy. I mean, I get asked quite often, oh, Daz, what supplements should I be taking? And, and I'm thinking, well, you know, we need to stop sometimes and just say, is my diet the best it can be? Am I eating plenty of fruit and veg? You know, is there lots of fiber in my diet? 
is my plate healthy? Is there a balance of proteins and carbs and fats? And it's just about, you know, that wholesome diet can make your, your, your training so much easier. And, you know, it's about um, understanding that actually the diet can complement your training. But we shouldn't use exercise to say to ourselves, right, we can eat poorly because that's not really the answer. You know, you, you can, there's a saying that you can't exercise a bad diet. And it's very, very true. You know, we shouldn't take on exercise to allow us to eat, you know, the junky foods that we so like. But on the other side of the coin, just a wholesome diet, you know, across the board will more than, you know, for the average runner is what's needed just to fuel ourselves right, help ourselves recover right and and just, you know, health. Um, and then that ticks the box for, for the exercise that we do. So I've been a subscriber to Runner's World for a long time, a long time. And of course, every so often you get an article in there about superfoods. So are there, you know, do you get asked about kind of superfoods, Daz? Yeah, I do. And, you know, and people think, you know, there's certain foods that are labeled as superfoods. But like I come back to the the wholesome diet, you know, uh, your leafy green vegetables, your spinach, your kales, and uh, your broccolis and your spring greens, you know, they're up there as labeled as superfoods, but actually they're wholesome foods that just provide so much dense nutritional value to our diet. It, you know, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the, you know, there's lots of evidence around, you know, that they really do help prevent the risks from poor health. And again, a whole balanced diet. Um, and yeah, it's we can, if we put that in our diet on a regular basis, um, it it does really make a difference. You know, and if you looked at your plate on every occasion and said to yourself, "Is this as, as colourful as I could make it?" and then if it is, nine times out of ten, you will be giving your body the best chance in fueling it the right way. And. It sounds as though, you know, because um, one of the things that I've discovered, you know, I've been training for this for a couple of years, as we said, before we were, we kind of started the recording. And uh, with eight weeks to go, I'm, I'm, I've got to the stage now where I'm, you know, my legs feel a little bit tired from time to time and things like that. And I, I'm trying to balance it now to make sure that I'm, I'm fit and fresh on the day and feeling good about things. So um, is there any is is there anything I sh I ought to be doing at this stage, you know, just to make sure that that happens from an energy point of view? I suppose. From an energy point of view, you know, we need to keep our carbohydrates up high, um, both simple carbohydrates, comp complex carbohydrates like your fruits and veggies, but also your oats, your, your you know your whole grains, uh, your pastas and your potatoes. That's that's the preferred source for the body, as in regards to fuel. Um, and it's essential that we just keep maintaining that, putting it into the system, uh, ensuring that we're getting plenty of fats as well, um, because that's essential for health. But also for for many athletes uh, and particularly endurance athletes, I think there's a bit of a, a misconception that the role that protein plays, and actually, a, a new, you know, an endurance athlete should be up there equal to a strength athlete in regards to the amount of protein they're taking on board. So when we talk about protein, we're talking about our lean meats, uh, you know, our fish in our diet, you know, dairy products, 
um, and plant-based um, sources such as nuts, seeds, and your beans and your pulses, protein plays that role where it repairs. And, and nutrition is a great way of trying to repair the body because endurance running, the amount of miles that you're doing, Trevor, you know, those micro traumas that you're picking up from your training, it's your protein sources that are going to help repair and allow the body to recover. Because if we're not a strong athlete, if we've not got the strength based, um, each time we start going back out onto the road or on the coastal path, you know, the strength, the body's just going to start breaking down. And that continuous cycle of training, training, training will take its toll. And as you found, as you're getting closer to race day, it's getting harder. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you're up in the distance. So it's essential that, you know, we're really mindful of how much protein we're eating. You know, for example, you know, for an average athlete, you know, endurance wise, we should be looking around about sort of 1.6 to 1.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Right. So for myself, like, you know, a 70 kilo athlete, I would be looking at probably around about 100 grams to 120 528 grams of protein a day so right. you know it's about breaking that down into like three to four good meals of around about 25 30 grams of protein per serving and ensuring that you know every three hours that's taken on board and it sort of tops up the system again to where we should be so protein is really essential and I th on it, like i said i think sometimes it's you know we focus on how we should fuel the body you know getting that carbohydrates in there which is true but again protein plays a really really important part of the recovery process yeah uh, that's really interesting that, that that's great that's that's top advice now i know Daz, that you've actually done the 44 uh, the, the classic quarter yourself um and a guy called andy gandry who i who was one of my first guests on this podcast when it, when we started what 18 months ago or something told me that the classic quarter was as much about eating and drinking as it was about actual, you know, running and surviving. So when you did it, did you have any favorite things that you were using to eat on the go? I can, I can pinch your ideas from, I won't tell anybody else and nobody else will this will hear. So. <laughs> top secret, top secret. Um, no, I mean, I'd, I'd sort of in my training, I'd practice using um, things like gels and bits and pieces, but they, they didn't really suit my, my digestive system. They made me feel a little bit sicky. So I, I looked into it further and I, I tend to use whole foods, um, you know, things I would make my own like little oat bites that I would put in my, in my, in my little uh, bum bag or my rucksack. Yep. Um, one of my favorites was sliced apple with um, nut butters on. Uh, okay. Uh, and something that's, uh, it's got that savory from the butter, from the nut butter, and also the sweet from the apple. Um, you know, you're getting a bit of protein, you're getting a bit of fats from your butter, but also, you know, apples, fruit, it is a quick release sugar. Yeah. Um, so it does keep you going. So that was one of my favorites. Um, sometimes I'd make little, little, cut little sandwiches up, um, only little squares, nothing too heavy. Um, cream cheese, a bit of smoked salmon. It didn't matter what it was. It was just like something small and often. So, yeah. you know, as soon as I started, I would start taking on within the hour, I would start to eat. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I learned from experience that it wasn't so much fueling on distance. It was fueling on time. 
So that yeah. allowed me to sort of, you know, compensate for the terrain, the weather conditions. And if I left it, you know, longer than an hour, by the time you start eating, you tend to hit that wall. Yeah, sure. And, and when you hit that wall, Trevor, you know what it's like. There's just nothing in the tank. Yeah. Well, that's 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 good advice because last year when I did, I ended up doing about 25 and a bit miles of it as a relay of two because of the, the COVID and the transition changes. But um, yeah, I, I did kind of follow that and I was eating every three miles um, from the word go, which for me was every 40 to 45 minutes, I suppose. Um, yeah. And for me, it was... Um, yeah, all sorts of yeah, the oats, you know, f little flap homemade flapjack stuff with all sorts of stuff mm. cut in it, and uh, uh, including peanut butter in the in the flapjack. So there you go. <laughs> That's good. Right. Okay, Das. Well, listen. Um, tell us about kinetic energy then, because you know, let's 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 talk a little bit about your business and um, um you know, what what do you what's your offering? And and if people are listening to this and thinking, okay, you know, I want to maybe want to you know talk to Daz about helping me. How does that work? Well, you know, just get in touch, uh, which we'll give details shortly. But it's about trying to help others understand and give them support and guidance around just making small changes in their diet. Uh, because so many of us, Trevor, have got like training plans. But how many of us have got a nutrition plan? Because they do work together. And so when you're working with a coach like myself, we would look at, you know, what does your training look like? What do your rest days look like? What's your eating around your training? What's your eating on your rest days? You know, we would break down your nutrition plan and look at, you know, are you fueling with enough carbohydrates? Are the fats that you're taking on board essential fats for your health? You know, what's your proteins levels like? You know, what protein sources do you prefer? Uh, and just trying to build some bespoke understanding around how impactive um yeah you know your nutrition is because like i say you know when we start to put training plans together so if you've got like a 12-week training plan for a marathon you should have a 12-week nutrition plan as well you should be breaking your nutrition down every sort of three weeks four weeks or six weeks to marry up with your training um to just say to yourself look you know as much as your body is breaking down through your exercise, you need to refuel and rebuild through nutrition. Uh, and that's what we do. You know, it's, a, you know, I support my clients on a daily basis, motivation, um, short videos, um, recipes, just all sorts of ideas to keep it fresh. And, and at the same time, we are addressing health and well-being because, um, you know, it's physically and mentally um, you know that some of these endurance races they're tough aren't they yeah. so uh, you know and and what sort of people work with you does is it individuals or groups or organizations or yeah but both really um, I've got numerous one-to-one -one clients who are on sort of uh, body composition transformation programs uh, want to lose weight want to get fit and healthy but I'm also looking to work with corporate business as well um, as a police officer I was part of the health and well-being team and we did, you know, push issues around uh, staff welfare. Um, you know, do you work shifts? You know, how's your eating around shifts? Um, you know, what are the stresses, the chronic stress? How impactive just keeping uh, fit and healthy, just movement. We're not necessarily talking about hitting the gym every time, but we're talking about being, you know, active, keeping moving, watching that sedentary lifestyle that so many of us could have 
just sat at a desk all day long. So it's for me, it's going into businesses with like presentations and workshops and using body composition scales to help people understand how they can make changes through the foods that they eat and just a greater awareness of, you know, things like sugars and, and fats and things. And, you know, what, you know, we can make some healthy swaps, but so often they're just small changes, Trevor, you know, yeah. small change gives us a bigger return. And, you know, if we can make small 1% changes in many areas, all of a sudden we've made a big difference. Um, but yeah. knowing that life still goes on, doesn't it? We still live life and, you know, it's nice to have a beer and a pizza at the weekend. But, you know, we can make a difference and, and feel positive about ourselves. Yeah. For sure. And I guess, I guess that's also, is it easier to maintain a small change? Because, you know, you read about people going for big bang change and they do it for three, three weeks, three months, and then suddenly they can't keep it up. So is your experience showing that a small change is easier to maintain? It is. You know, if we can make a small change in one area, it's easy to maintain. And quite often when we when we achieve that small change in that one area, that then allows us to focus on other areas. So if you're, you know, if you start to get, you know, a little bit more active, all of a sudden you're getting out, you're getting your fresh air, you're de-stressing, you start thinking about, you know, improving your health through what you eat. All of a sudden you sleep better, you know, you rest better. And the whole thing is like those circles that are connected. And it is the small change. And if the small change is the, what's needed to motivate you to move on to other areas, then it's not job done. You know, like a, a small daily goal. If you've got a six monthly goal, that's fine. But you need something in between to get there. Because, you know, over a period of time, the, the focus, the willpower will waver. It doesn't matter who you are. It will waver. Um, but it gives you that sense of reward as well. You know, if at the end of the day, you've drank your two and a half liters of water, you think, I've, I've done well today, I'll move on to the next thing tomorrow. So yeah, it does help you achieve. And I imagine, Daz, that working with someone like you means that, um, as you said, you said about motivation. So I imagine part of your role is to make sure I stay on track. If I'm, if I'm, uh, if, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, say, what have you done today? What have you eaten today? Kind of thing. Is that the, you know, you're, you're kind of where your motivational bit comes in. Yeah, it is. And, you know, just telling them, you know, every day is a bonus. It's about the journey. It's about the progress. And, you know, if the wheel does come off, don't beat yourself up and throw the towel in. You know, today isn't today or tomorrow is another day. Let's go again. Let's start again. Um, and that can happen because life gets in the way, Trevor, doesn't it? You know, and the stresses and strains of every yeah. day. I mean, the current lockdown situation just dictates it all, doesn't it? But, you know, we just have to keep moving forward. And, and that's how we will achieve. Yeah. And I think it's great that, you know, you're banging the drum for, you know, being more being more cautious and more careful about the food we eat and being more aware of it because we as a society we've 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 got into this fast food sort of thing haven't we over the last 20 years or so and and uh, i did read something about lockdown as, as sort of you know dragged us out of that uh, you know a, a bit because it's been harder for us to do and we haven't been in our offices so we're just grabbing any old sandwich and coke for lunchtime you know and all that sort of stuff so okay it does well that, that's been terrific so really great stuff so thank you very much for sharing that now um, if people want to get hold of you, how do they? How do they, How can they find out more about you and your business, Daz? How do they do that? I'll, and I will put all these uh, links or whatever you're about to give me in the show notes as well. 
Excellent. Well, uh, people can find me on Facebook at Kinetic Energy. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as uh, Kinetic Energy Nutrition. And at this moment in time and in the next week or so, my website will be finished. And people can find me at kineticenergynutritioncoach.com. And uh, but, 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 you know, while that's still being completed, please get in touch through Instagram or Facebook. Um, you know, I, I offer three free, uh, like 30 minute consultation around making changes for people for their health um, to give them some idea of how I work, the passions I have, you know, and just, you know, no questions, a stupid question and just, you know, reach out because uh, we all need that little bit of a leg up and a little bit of a help. So, uh, yeah, it's um, come and see me, come and speak to me because um, it's it's just what I want to do and help others as much as I possibly can, Trevor. That's and the same goes to you. If you <laughs> if you start to flag uh, as you close to that classic quarter, um, then uh, just give me a shout. And, I uh, will yeah. indeed. Yeah. Well, that, that's terrific. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing, you know, some great great thoughts and ideas. And uh, I'm sure the listeners will be will be very keen to, uh, to to listen to your advice and hopefully get in touch with you and and, and you know and, and take advantage of your free consultation. So that'd be terrific. So, Daz, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Trevor. Much appreciated. And it's great to speak to you. And, and good luck for the classic water and obviously the raising the money for the charities. It's very worthy and uh, yeah, commendable. So uh, great effort uh, and good luck for it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, Trevor. Well, I hope everybody that you enjoyed that uh, that with Daz Stevens, Daz the nutrition coach. So some uh, some top ideas in there. Yeah, and uh, I could do with losing a couple of pounds, I think, between now and the Classic Quarter. I'm hoping to be on the start line the same weight that I was at the Amsterdam Marathon uh, in 2005, and that was 172 pounds. I'll let you work that out, what that is. It's, for me, that's, you know, that's relatively light, I suppose, because I, I do tend to be quite heavy-framed. So, um, there we go. That's that. Now, don't forget, um, I am raising a uh, hundred pounds a mile for the Children's Hospice Southwest. So, if you've if you've supported my fundraising so far, absolutely fantastic. If you've enjoyed this podcast and it's worth sticking a tenner in the fundraising pot, then please go to Just Giving, uh, and you can also go in the draw. Text me a number between well. Uh, I think it's now between 16 and 176. We've divided the whole course into quarter mile segments. Someone's going to win a 75 pound eating out voucher of their choice um, based on their on their sponsorship donation. So you get one ticket for every 10 pounds. So let's keep that going. We're getting we're well over halfway to filling that as well. Now, if you're listening also and you're a business person and you want to improve some of your business skills, then book in on one of my masterclasses. Depending on when you're listening to this on th- uh, Tuesday, March the 30th. 10 quick sales wins at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, British time. It's going to be fantastic. Now, the masterclasses are £44 each, but you get 60 action-packed minutes full of tips and ideas. You get a mini ebook, You get the slides. You get a recording. You get tons of stuff. And uh, two people are going to win a £300 one-to-one coaching package with me as well. So, that will, you know, get involved in that. And Daz has been involved in that as well. So, you know, you know, do do that. So that would be fantastic. Um, and if you just want to just go on the Just Giving site, then the easiest way of finding it all is go to Trevor Lee Media and, and 44 at 60. There's a page on my website that tells you everything about everything, how to donate, how to do the masterclasses, the whole lot. So 
A big shout out to everybody so far who's supported me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. And there'll be another few more episodes before we go live and we're going to record a big episode during the 44 at 60. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know, not 13 or 14 hours worth, but you know, some highlights. I plan to record something every three miles uh, on, the, on, the, on the journey. Right, okay, thanks for listening. See you soon.